Welcome to Inside the Wooniverse, Woo Squared. That's a little bit of woo times two. In these shorter episodes, you're going to hear more of me, like an audio journal on universal topics like abundance, resilience, working with the moon, manifestation, meditation, and much, much more. Inside the Everybody, welcome to Woo Squared with me and my executive producer, Connie Deletti, where we just talk about, well, talk about anything, anything we feel like to do with the Wooniverse at the corner of Fringe and Maine. What's our topic today, Connie? Today, we're going to talk about one topic I love to hear you talk about, which is synchronicity. Love it. Okay. Is it possible to start off with a little bit of a description or a... Sure definition of synchronicity. So we're all starting on the same page. Sure. Do you have one handy or do you want me to do it? I do. Yeah. Okay. You do it. I I thought you might have one. (laughs) Right up my sleeve. Okay. Okay. So this is a definition of synchronicity from Carl Jung, the Swiss psychologist, who says that synchronicity is a term used to describe circumstances that appear meaningfully related yet lack a causal connection. Right. So meaningful coincidences. And I think that when Mm -hmm. people say, oh, that's just a coincidence, I laugh. I go, there's no such thing as coincidence. (laughs) You know, synchronicity, you can see why I'm so fascinated with the topic because it is actually the mechanism of how oracle cards work how tarot mm. cards work, how any mm-hmm. divination system works um, and has for, you know, since the beginning of when they first arrived on the planet thousands of years ago, right? And yes. and this concept of synchronicity where you're asking a question, how would these cards know anything? Like why would they come up exactly the way you would need it? They tell you the exact thing that you need to hear. They tell you the, the exact next step to take. They reflect you in a way that is so deeply personal that it's shocking. And so I was always fascinated with how that worked, especially when I studied first the I Ching, because the I Ching is very much, they, even how they are, they built it and they talk about it being synchronistic. Uh, even though Carl Jung coined the term synchronicity, it's the meaningful coincidence was part of the 64 hexagrams and they, everything moves and everything flows and everything evolves. And yet, like your action here, let's say you're going from A to B, but D is what comes up next or F, right? Because mm-hmm. F is the important piece that you think needs to be C, but F is it. And and you've forgotten it because C wasn't right. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I have to surrender yeah. this. So it's when you you put a, a wish out into the universe or an intention or set a goal and then you you take a few steps and then you just forget about it and off you go. And then boom, completely without any causal relationship. Mm -hmm. Like how did I meet this person at this right time? Like meeting my husband was complete act of synchronicity. You know, he had posted on the internet. This is like when we had like dial up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like in the first meeting, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> yep. And there I was in this big box and it was lava life. And he had posted, he was staying in Toronto. He was going back to LA, you know, and I didn't even like what he said. It was just that I was struck <laughs> by his face and I wasn't even there for me. I was looking for my friend who was right, okay. actually checking mm-hmm. to see if her husband was on there because he was cheating oh, wow. on her. So oh, we were my looking goodness. through talk all about, profiles. But talk about, right? you were like, why my the intention was but. not to go look for my husband there. It would not that afternoon. It was specifically to look with my friend. And I'm like, right. ooh, wow, this guy's not even my type. 
He's stunning and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't even like anything he says, but I am struck. <laughs> I am like, it's the weirdest thing. And I'm I like, I like gonna, what he says. I didn't. It wasn't anything. Yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I'm like, and he's way too pretty for me. He was a model. I was like, okay, I'm going to send him a note anyway. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And like, literally the rest is history. Why was I supposed to be there? Why was my friend worried that day coming to my house? Like, let's look and see and sneak and see if he's in there. And there is this other person that becomes my husband. It was a complete <laughs> coincidence. Meanwhile, yes. I had, I had asked, you know, I, I was single and I had a series of unhealthy relationships that reflected the unhealthy parts of me because I take full responsibility for my choices of all the frogs I kissed. You know, I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I was into kissing frogs. But <laughs> when I decided I wanted a different type of relationship, I had no idea how to choose that person because none of the, my choices worked out. And I had just surrendered it. And it's just like, oh, whatever, God, my my picker is broken. You pick for me. And there was this person that in a million years I would never have seen. But then meanwhile, check this out. More coincidences, more synchronicities. He had the same. His music lawyer was my, one of my best friends, right? And wow. like we knew all the same people in the music business. He was also in the music business. We had so many things in common that were so outrageously, how is it possible? You know, that- You could have had these a million other ways right. to cross your paths, basically. But we would never have. We would never have because he wasn't even living in Toronto. He was living in LA. Wow. But there was no way our paths would have crossed. Yeah. And yet we had all these- synchronistic things in common. You know, I, um, I'll never forget Anna, for example, who runs, uh, Oracle school. She's the headmistress. She had offered me a ride home. Wasn't looking for a job. She was offering me a ride home from an event that I had done at Kripalu. And I just sat in the car listening to her tell stories. She was so entertaining. I had the best time and I left the car and I had this flash of this person is going to work with me someday. Then I called Jill, the person who was working with me at the time. And I said, and she still does, uh, I think I'm going to hire this. She goes, to do what? I said, I really don't know. I hadn't had, I didn't, I hadn't come up with Oracle school. Mm -hmm. None of those things had happened yet. They weren't in my sphere of availability. D E F. You're right. It was like the the Z. There was no middle part at all. So these strange, and then of course, sure enough, she kept going to things with me and then it became, she became the person that I, I asked, you know, I I actually just told her she was working for me. (laughs) She said, I'm not looking for a job. I said, yeah, I know, but I'm a psychic. I see it. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to go along with me here. And, and this best, best thing that's happened to the school, to me, has just been amazing. So meeting you, oh my God. Remember we kept saying spirit has a plan. And then the TV show that, that arose. Well, and the synchronous of that was I wasn't even in the meeting when you came to the media company I was working at. You had met with other people. I never, we never even crossed paths. But when one of the, when the director, he was actually walking back and I saw him walking, he had this book in his hand. This book was your book. And he said, I was like, oh, what book is that? You know, he showed me and I was like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, we just met with this author. And I was like, wow, okay. Like I know, actually have a deck of hers, you know? And he's like, yeah, you know, we're thinking about doing a show with her. It's like, wow, that's amazing. I got so excited about it. And then he said, yeah, like, do you want this book? <laughs> it's like, uh, I would love to read it. Sure. He's like, yeah, here, 
Go ahead. He won't read it. <laughs> yeah, I, he won't read it. And then I I'm, was like literally the resident woo person at the company <laughs> at the I used company. to work with, right? Yeah. I always had like a couple decks on the go. People would come over and like, you know, just kind of share their stuff, like a little therapy. So anyways, and then I approached John and right, and I said, hey, like, are you guys really going to do a show with Colette? And uh, he's like, yeah. I was like, you know, I would really love to be part of it in some way. And he's like, yeah, well, do you want to be, you know, do you want to produce it? I was like, uh, yeah, you know, so, okay, well, like, let's connect you guys. And it was just, right, right. the rest is history. Right. It's kind and of then amazing, now right? you're executive producer of this show. And had you not left that place, because that was the other thing I was saying to Mark, who are we going to well, get? COVID not, yes, who are we going to get for this? Ah, and then I found out you had left. And I'm yeah, like, I like know who we're going to get for that. And then I called you up and I said, don't say no to me. Just don't say no. Yeah, and and like, just synchronous. I'm, I'm just telling you something. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you this thing, right? You can't and say no. You can't say no. I was like, just, ah, just. I'm not saying no, but I was so scared. This is the thing, right? It's like I've been producing since, like professionally since 2003. Yeah. Okay. And I filmed television, live events, and every level I was like, can I do that? Yes. Okay. And then I tried it. So podcasting yeah. was the last frontier of producing. Right. And I was, I was scared. Send me the description, right? I was like, can you just send me the description? Yeah. I'm like, you, <laughs> you know, produced my I TV show. I want to do a show. good job. I know, but you know me. I, <laughs> I really want to do a good job. And I wasn't going to take it on unless I was like, yes, I can commit to this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then I did. And, uh, and yes, look where the rest we are. is history as well. So, but it's amazing because again, you know, the different things coming through the path. And I want to ask you, do you feel like there's a difference between serendipity and synchronicity? Yeah, because serendipity is always positive. The serendipitous mm. event is brings you something that's abundant and beautiful and healing and wondrous, etc. Okay. Whereas mm -hmm. synchronicity can also bring you into alignment with something that you really needed to work through, you know? And right. AKA maybe not so AKA happy not cheerful. happy at all. You know what I mean? And the <laughs> yeah. synchronicity is that this person's coming into your life for you to basically be kicked behind the knees in order for mm. you to do something yeah. about the thing mm. you've been avoiding. So synchronicity yes. is more neutral. Serendipity is more positive. Okay. I love that. But synchronicity yeah. always, the meaningful coincidence to me represents something. And synchronicity tells us that there is a spirit in the plan. Yeah. That there, that you are a co-creator. It's a reminder that you're not there to doing all the work. It's not all your plan, the one that you intellectually come up with in your head or even imagine. You know, you have this energetic intention and you step into the world and then all of a sudden uh, you're invited to something that you weren't going to go to, but you went and then the most important person you've ever met is sitting in front of you or you're getting, you're offered a job in the perfect job that you've ever wanted, but you almost didn't go right to this mm, thing. Because, yeah, but yeah. there it was, synchronicity. That person also didn't wasn't going to go. So many examples. Yeah. You know, there's this invisible matrix. So um, if you look at synchronicity too, as, as a glimpse into the matrix of connections, we don't see the connection. We don't see the causality, but there is causality. There's a link somehow between your intention, whether it be conscious or unconscious, your destiny, the blueprint that you're here to express, and the meeting and events that occur that match that, that you didn't do anything on your own accord to make that happen. You just showed up. You know what I mean? And so like on your conscious accord. Correct. Like you, you didn't you didn't yeah. take step A, B, and C. If I do this, I'm gonna get that. That's not what happened. I intend this. 
I'm turning it over or I've forgotten all about it. And then all of a sudden, oh, wow, all the thing that I had wanted, like our place, you know, Mm -hmm. our place, Mark and I had meditated and we both came up with pictures and images of a place that we would be our forever home. And uh, I didn't imagine what he saw. He didn't really imagine (laughs) what I saw, but we just (laughs) decided to tell each other what we saw. Yeah. And yeah. we have the exact place that both, all the details that both of us saw together in the one bubble, wow. that, that our farm is exactly what both of us saw. That's incredible. He, what right? he saw is there and I didn't see. And what I saw was there that he didn't see. But we, but what we both saw was all there. It's there. It is all there. It was wow. freaky. Emma, did you see that? Yeah. And then all the dragonflies everywhere was trippy. So it's, it's like these moments of recognition. That's the other thing. Synchronicity requires us to recognize it, Mm -hmm. right? It's that moment where it's not a meaningful coincidence if you don't recognize it, if you don't see it. That's right. Right? You have to identify it. Oh, that is a meaningful coincidence to me. Like, that's interesting. And it really makes, certainly, it's a sense that there is order in the world. There's that sense of divine order. Oh my gosh. You know, you and I used to say all the time, spirit has a plan. Spirit has a plan. Because it took us three years to get that TV show off the ground. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. They kept saying, they kept saying, yeah, no, not this year. Yeah, no, not this year. But then we like, let's turn it over. Like if it was meant to be, and if we're here, we have this friendship that developed, that was synchronous. And then we had all these things in common. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, turned it over. We forgot all about it. And then the phone rang. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they want to do the show now. Right? Right. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. really? We moved to the States. <laughs> well, we were living in the States. Right. The so now yeah. we're going to come back. <laughs> we right. have to go back. Ex- exactly. And you've given examples of like these big shifts. Yeah. And but you're also sharing that these are like, you know, people have said cosmic breadcrumbs that can be small little shifts and and leading you to the bigger ones, like yeah. hearing a song on the radio that's telling you that message or bypassing people on the street and their conversation is literally exactly well, an answer to. There's a name right? for that, mm. which is called a cleat on, right? There, that's, that is right. an innocent oracle where you get, you overhear something because that actually came from Greek civilization. Part of the average everyday expectations was that the God Apollo would speak to them through yes an innocent mm-hmm. party, that they would overhear something in the market square so that people would actually pray to the God Apollo for an answer. And they would go directly into the market square and wonder if they overheard something, if it would come up above the din. And that for us, it's a yes. billboard. It's a it's a bumper sticker. You know, it's the things that we see in everyday 11, life. 11 on the clock, right? Like it's like all of these things. Right. 11, 11. My husband always saw 1111 and I saw, and that's my favorite thing. I'm like, oh, you see, everybody sees 1111, but I always think it's the coolest thing ever when somebody tells me that they've seen it. But Mark and I, you know, and he's a 2911, I'm a 3811, we're 1111. We see 1111 Mm. all the time. But those little God shots, you know, of those moments that you recognize either, you know, hearing a song on the radio, that one of my favorite stories was that one where um, there was a girl who, uh, was had saved up and got a an RV and really wanted to go on this vacation and and uh, sh- she was a client of mine and then the the day before there was a song on the radio playing at her sister's house and the sister was on the phone with her but she says oh I hear that music is so loud um, what's that song she goes it's not loud it's that please don't go <laughs> by so and so it was like a 60s song and she oh, goes right. she goes wow that's so loud she goes it's not loud at all so I can barely hear it it's in the other room. And then she's like, ooh, and she felt that she shouldn't go. But the boyfriend said, oh, come on. And she goes, yeah, but you know, call it. She was she was studying mm-hmm. something with mm-hmm. me. And, 
And she goes, yeah, I don't know my intuition. He goes, oh, screw the intuition. <laughs> you know, like that's just mm-hmm. that woo-woo stuff. So, so they get in the car, in the RV, rainstorm, whatever. Jesus takes the wheel is on the radio. He hates Carrie Underwood, the boyfriend. So she, he goes, oh, and he changes the channel and can't, he goes, oh, I want to hear, you know, um, outlaw country or something. And right. he tried to change the channel and he couldn't get any other channel. And then he went to another channel and there she was again with Jesus, oh, Jesus takes the, take wheel, the wheel and immediately a big, giant tractor trailer thing was coming at them swerved because it was very very wet she (sighs) took the wheel grabbed the wheel and they avoided a what would have been a terribly tragic accident but but she'll tell the story that way that (sighs) jesus take the wheel Mm -hmm. came up she goes i knew it was that we had something was going to happen and she said she was on alert because she felt Mm. it so she felt the coincidence Right? right, so the synchronicity. Carrie Underwood had no idea she was going to prevent an accident. Right, she's mm. she's the innocent mm-hmm. party on the radio. So yeah, it's really interesting when you're aware of synchronicities in your life and you become more aware of it. How they show up, they start to show up in so many more ways when you become conscious of them. And then there's times where a rock is a rock is just a rock, or a song is a song is a song. But a meaningful coincidence is something that genuinely speaks to something that you're thinking about or that you're concerned about or you need an answer to and then the world just seems to move in your move together in your favor and the dance begins and then all of a sudden boom there it is and you did nothing to make that happen Woo Squared is a production of Universal Network Studios. A special thanks to our recording engineer, Chris Dupuis, executive producer, Connie Deletti, story editor, Julie Fink, and post-production audio by Lonnie Carmichael. Original theme music by Jerry Mosby. And all other music you hear in this episode is courtesy of APM Music. If you love what you are hearing and want to keep up to date on episode releases, bonus content, and prize giveaways, please visit us at itwpodcast.com. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you join us next time for another episode of Inside the Universe, a podcast brought to you from the corner of Fringe and Maine. Inside the Universe.